Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me. Joining me in the High and Mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. There it is. And also joining me in the High and Mighty studios, first time guest, been a fan of his for a hot minute now. Guys, we got Danny Palumbo in here. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, please. Thanks for doing it, Have dude. some fun with that last name. That's what it's there for. Yeah, Palumbo, <laughs> baby. Uh, Danny Pal... I was saying to Danny before we started recording that he has an improv scene name in that, like, yeah. if you were, like, listing students in a class, you'd go, yeah. Danny Palumbo, get up. You're next for your yeah, book report. Yeah, yeah, It's something you're making up off the top of your head. There's a lot of, con- there's a lot of vowels in it. That's why it's so fucking fun. Yeah, there's a lot of vowels, yeah. and it has... Uh, uh, it sounds like a famous name, but is yes. it a famous name? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. It's like not, Radolf yeah. Mittler. Yeah. <laughs> Radolf, it's so close. Radolf? What, what's the most? Okay, because like growing up, like you East, East Coast, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm like Pittsburgh area. Right. But like just the Italian names are so. Oh, so it's like yeah. Gigi Rosano. I worked for a guy named Gigi Rosano once. I was like, that is cartoonishly oh, yeah. Italian. That was like uh, everyone, uh, Mike Vacchio, Marissa Vinciguera. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I worked with a Polly Longobardi once. I was like, that's fun. Oh, yeah. We had we had like three different uh, Picarellos and Picariellos. It's like, amazing. And they were two different names. Yeah. And like people would get mad if you got them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Also, uh Ed Alfredo. Shout out to Ed, Ed, Ed Alfredo in Newcastle, Pennsylvania right now. My boy, Ed. That's Ed a Alfredo is a great name. It's a pretty good name. Also, Alfredo is like a real Italian last name. And an Italian first name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> Alfred Alfredo. Alfredo Alfredo. Alfredo Alfredo. Alfredo Alfredo. Alfredo Alfredo. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Goofy ass. Goofy ass names, man. So it's the goofiest. Uh, well, also like the name Danny is like East Coast. Like Danny, yeah. John, Mike. Sure. James. Like it's yeah. all just like the standard white kid sure. names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Catholic, white <laughs> right. boy. 
loves his loves his mom too much. It, uh, yeah, every white kid I knew was named like Chris, Mike, Danny, Rob. You know, like just uh, yeah. John, obviously Rob. <laughs> yeah, and then that's why I think so many East Coast uh, kids end up going by their last names for like life. Yeah, because it is such a thing. It's a thing amongst men to always be like, "Oh yeah, Palumbo's coming over later to do the podcast." Yeah, absolutely. Also, yeah, a surprising number of women also call me Palumbo. Also, I think that's like the instinctual. Wow, that's a fun name. It is a fun name. You're right. It's fun to say because of the syllables and the vowels. But also, if I say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to grab drinks with Danny," it's like, "Yes, what do you work together? Who the fuck is that? Yeah, Yeah, who is that? You're like, (laughs) go grab drinks with Palumbo. Like I, I just oh (laughs) Palums. I introduce myself as Gabrus now, which is an insane situation to be in because people assume. Do you really? Yeah, I just skip what. No one calls me John, so I always say like. If it's someone I'm working Fuck. with for the day, I'm like, John Gabris, but please call me Gabris. That's got me thinking. Because, if, it, okay, what if I was like, <laughs> I'm Palumbo. What? Yeah. See, it's too close to Colombo, though. So people are like, what do you do? Like insurance or something? Right, are you, are you a knockoff Colombo? <laughs> like, that's why it's like on the tip of your tongue to say yeah. your name. It's like, oh, it sounds like Colombo. But if you go, I'm Palumbo, people are like, oh, is this like a <laughs> gag on Colombo? <laughs> yeah. See, when I say yeah. I'm Gabris, people are like, yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. What kind of like they think I'm way more ethnic than I really oh, am. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's like, oh, yeah, no, that reads Greek to me. Yeah, like if, if you're my like, first I'm Gabris, yeah. Astonados or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shit. But the thing is, like, I'll introduce myself as John and then like on a set and then the director will know me as Gabris and then it, like as everyone does call me that. So it's like, is Gabris ready? And they're like, who are you talking about? Right. So I have to like sort of play both sides but meeting a stranger and saying call me gabrus is always insane yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. call me gabrus is fine also yeah this is the curse of having a fun last name man yeah if you're if you were yeah if your last name was smith or, or evans you would never have this problem. right i wouldn't but say like, that I, uh, if your na- last name is like smith or evans i have a theory and if your first name is one syllable you yeah. get uh branded as like uh, a two-namer for your whole life Oh, you'd yeah. You'd be like Danny Evans. Yeah. Danny yes. Smith. For every, you would yes. always say them together. I have a few friends like that where you just yeah. always say because it's the short syllables. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they need some more oomph. Oomph. Yeah. You need to jazz them up. Can't yeah, be Smith. Something. Can't be Danny. Yeah, There's like, so yeah. many Smiths. No matter what, you're white. It's not going to save <laughs> you, but you might as well. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, But the reason I want to have you on the podcast yeah. is we met doing some weird video game show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Backseat Gamers. Uh, yeah. thank, shout out to... <laughs> Microsoft Mixer. Sure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah, one of those weird. Every people are like, "How are Los Angeles?" I'm like, I don't know. Every so often, I get asked to do something that pays 500 bucks, and then I never see it. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. That's that's it. 500 <laughs> is a, a wonderful. Well, yeah, yeah I, that's I, actually good. It's a good number. <laughs> right, it's a yeah. pretty good number. I find myself doing uh, more and more 200 dollar things really? that I don't even know where they end up but they sell you yeah. on how fun it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be so fun. It's like, oh, you just come in. Someone's going to play video games. You talk the whole time. These yeah. cool people are doing it. You're like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. That does sound yeah. fun. They fool one person that you think is further along in your career than you. Right. So then you You're see like, like, oh, sure. If I can call out previous guest Jade Catapretta, who did it with us that day. Yes. I saw Jade was listed and I was like, well, then I'll, I'll do yeah, it. Jade's okay. doing it. I'll, I'll go do hang it. out with Jade. Yeah. And then it's like, keeps sliding down until someone's like, <laughs> sure. shit, look at the cast they got together for this. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be an absolutely awful thing because so-and-so is doing it. Boy, that how much 
Yeah, that's so much of the business too. It's like, oh, something might come of it, but it's not the thing they're asking me to do. It's not the thing they're directly wanting me to do. It'd be good to get to know these yeah. people so that I can get $200 again from them sure. in 18 months. Um, but, and since then I've been following you on all social media and I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know how much food was a part of your life. Deep in the game, man. Yeah, and more so than uh, like when I, I just like scream about it and chase uh, restaurant reservations everywhere. You yeah. are also like a, True food writer, not I, like yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah. It, I mean, at first it kind of felt like I was scamming the system a little bit because it's like I don't because I'm like talking to journalists. So that's who I'm talking to to like pitch things. Like they went to school for this shit, and right. I'm like I'm a dumbass, like comedian <laughs> uh, that used to be addicted to like pills and shit as like <laughs> as like a line cook. But like I feel like I always knew I could talk about it, and so yeah, when I started pitching people, like people said yes and then paid me money, and then I was like, well, I might as well just keep doing it. It's like you're banging your head against the wall here to find out how to like make extra money, like not doing actual work. And like, right, this has yeah. been like my thing. Yeah. And well, it's like pretty easy. Welcome to my thing. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're currently doing. Absolutely. My yeah. Thing. Yeah. You're in shorts right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're but, in shorts. Uh, it's a weekday. We started at 1 PM. This is all I yeah. can ask for. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, uh, it is, uh, uh, it's it's a little more serious than comedy, but I try to keep it pretty lighthearted. But it's dope just to be able to talk to chefs and things, man. That, that's like who I want to talk to. Those are the people like I want to be around, pe- like service industry people, even as audience members for like shows and shit. I'm like, yeah, y'all rule. Yeah. Because like you're just fun. You, f- so for. you mentioned li- uh, pill addiction slash line cook. Sure. Uh, so you worked in the business for a while. Yes. Yeah. When I was 15, I started washing dishes at uh, this Italian place back home called La Dolce Vita. <laughs> There's like a billion of those probably mm-hmm. around the U.S. And uh, washing dishes sucks. I don't know if you ever did it before. No? I never had to, I, okay. I had to wash dishes as part of being a bartender, but I wasn't ever a oh, dishwasher. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Until I moved into this apartment and my wife cooks for us all the time sure. and we have no dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> were, you, where, were you bartender at like a nicer place? Or no, like I a, was a bar. I've always okay. been a bartender at like college level bars and oh, stuff okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you're also like a big dude. Like you right. were, part of your job was to like, Muscle. I was security and uh, <laughs> a bartender at one place and then uh, just straight up bartender. And But yeah. also, like, I was a bartender in the days and the places where part of being a bartender was, can you get a good crowd? Oh, so I, it was like a, what? It, it ended up being like a nice, because it would be these, like, college-level bars over the summer on Long Island. And it'd be like, hey, uh, if you can get a good crowd, we can give you more nights. You know what I mean? So it was like... I was fucking busking. I was getting like bringer. I was doing bringer yeah, bartending. Yeah, more exactly. Or less. <laughs> well, because it would be well, like that's wild to me. Y- if you got 10, 15 of your friends to come of assorted genders, yeah, you could get like they would bring a random friend, or at least you would start sure. to develop something big, and then you, you can hook your friends up, and then fuck out like you know charge the other friends full price. That never even occurred to me. That would be a selling point to giving someone shifts. But that make that actually makes sense. It's shitty, right? But like that makes sense. It totally. It's yeah. so shitty. It's like in entertainment yeah. where it's like, yeah, looks like uh, Gabrus has fifty thousand Twitter followers. This guy has two hundred thousand. <laughs> Let's go with him. You know, it's like, no. Yeah. What's your Instagram looking like? <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. It's before so you get a bar humiliating. Shift. I never feel older than when when uh, I have to be like, I have this many followers, but I never use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, Shit. but yeah. So oh. I've always worked at like shitty places like that, but dude. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, just the the restaurant side of it, like me too. I, I never did fine dining. Right. In fact, I, like one of the first things I wrote was I learned how to cook at like bad restaurants. 
And like so that stuck with like a lot of people. Uh, I, I had a bunch of people reach out and tell me like that kind of resonated. And uh, yeah, I feel like we all at some point have had a job like that. But right. also those skills were pretty valuable. Even at like a shitty restaurant, like even I was like, like if you're just chopping at a shitty restaurant, you're learning how to chop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude, the, just the industrial sized plastic wrap that you need to like do certain things with and like yeah hundred percent that motion right there like knowing <laughs> yeah. i know it too well use your fingertips uh, <laughs> like that shit is like valuable and you don't realize right. until later in life but like those are things like you need to like do you still learn how heat works right at a fucking applebee's yeah you I still did not work at an applebee's but <laughs> as an example um, <laughs> never applebee's only dolce v never yeah. dude i mean but, but being a line cook I yeah. mean, being a dishwasher is like famously the lowest level you can be in the kitchen. I was scrubbing provolone cheese off of like French onion soup bowls. Barp. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> and I still get once in a while, I'll be just like walking down the street and I smell something similar. And I'm like, what combination of smells recreated that memory in my brain? Oh, that's because something will happen. I'm like, ugh. And it's it smells like burning provolone sure. and then like cheap soap. Yeah. <laughs> Dry skin. Yeah. Is that just the way Los Angeles smells? I don't know. Uh, do you still, do you ever have like in the weeds anxiety dreams still? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. More than like performative, like stress dreams. I'm like back in a kitchen and, and the tickets aren't stopping. Right. There was, okay. I'm jump. I'm skipping ahead here, but I, I did have an oyster shucking job at one point. And I was getting my ass handed to me. Chain, little chainmail glove. And uh, I didn't wear the glove because you lose some of the you lose some of the dexterity with your hands. Yeah. So I, I I would just use like a plastic glove and then a and then a towel. Oh, okay. But like, yeah. But the glove, it never stuck for me. Also, my hands are fucking ruined. Yeah, of course. My hands that. are ruined from like yeah. four years of bartending. Like I just have like sure. scars all yeah. over my fingers and knuckles and playing right. rugby, pe people stepping on it. The oh, two things oh, of that shit. fucked my hands up so yeah. bad. And yeah, and shucking oysters is taking a sharp knife to a sharp rock. So it's like already yeah. A, dangerous. <laughs> and then being too big for the glove, dumb move. But there was one point I remember, it was like a Saturday or something and there were so many tickets coming in and I was so pissed because like y'all put me by myself. I can only shuck oysters so fast. And so there were so many tickets, they were falling off the thing. I remember at one point, I just took a step back. I was like, I need to take a picture of this. And I'm sure people in the restaurant, because it's an open restaurant, yeah. they just saw me lose my mind. And I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. like a good, <laughs> look at that a good I photo. I got to do 72 oysters yeah. in the next And just like, also just stopping to be like, I'm so fucked right now, <laughs> yeah. was kind of like a relief. <laughs> there is, a, like, there is a, a power in that moment to be like, to take one step back and go, I'm fucked, no matter what yeah. the situation is, and then dive back in, and then yeah. actively choosing to go back in. There's something empowering <sighs> about like, all right, boys, back once more into God. the fray, old friend, or whatever. Also, it just feels like I'm doing some version of that constantly. Oh, Taking a step back and being like, things are so fucked, and then <laughs> going right back in like an that's idiot. That's the most invaluable skill you can uh, have in life is to oh, recognize what sure. how how crazy shit has gone, and yeah, then yeah, fucking yeah. Di diving. Recognize this is bad continuing for you, to do it, yeah, and yeah. then barreling through anyways for a mediocre paycheck. Hundred percent, dude. Uh, but yeah, dude, I I would get those stress dreams, but when I was younger, because I started like cooking when I was 16 at a restaurant. It was 15 oh, wow. dishwashing, got promoted. I mean, it was La Dolce Vita, but whatever. It was right. still like, you know, 200 people on a Saturday. That stress and that's, I was like, when I was younger. That's I, a lot for a 16 year old. I looked forward to it though. I thought it was like cool and like great. Like I didn't mind it. Now, right, because there's something happens when you get older where you're like, oh, that would, 
I would shrivel up and die. Right. And what, what is that? Is it because we're more resilient or because like when you're 16, you're like, I like the idea of accomplishing this. And then when you get older, you're like, that isn't yeah. as much of an accomplishment as I want in life. Yeah. It's, I tell you, I think it's an even amount of that and being a little more equipped. You're, you're kind of more of an adrenaline junkie when you're like, teens, early twenties, maybe right, was part right, of it. Yeah. And also too, there was, it, there was a newness to it where I was like, this is cool. And people think it's cool because people don't stop telling you that right. even now it gets a little tired, but like, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like you cook. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like my ace in the hole. It's like, right. that uh, is a very cool. Yeah. I swear I'm kind of interested. You're, you're, you're like, yeah. Okay. So I'm a stand up comedian right. living in LA. I yeah. have uh, facial right. hair, glasses. Sure, people- <laughs> I'm white. And then you're like, and everyone's like, right. I think I know who you're talking about. You're like, yeah. but I can cook. Yeah, exactly. And people are like, oh, yeah. you're the guy who cooks. Yeah. That's, and that is. When you're 16, that's wild. Yeah. Cause you're fr- like, my friends were all like lifeguards or like, you know, doc, uh, waiter, like waiters at dockside restaurants and that kind of shit. Sure. And then you're like, nah, I'm man. a line cook. I'm a line and- cook. I missed all that shit. Like I didn't have weekends. I might've had Saturdays. I know I was working Fridays until like one in the morning. So like all through f- high like school. football games, you know, like the thing that people go, I'm like gone, yeah. gone parties afterwards, gone. Where is this? You're not from Texas, but you lived there for a while, right? Yeah, this is in. Uh, this is about a, a 40 minutes north of Pittsburgh, a small town called uh, Newcastle. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, rural, but still kind of like old school immigrant town, mm-hmm. like Syrian, Lebanese, Italian, Greek. You know oh, what I mean? That sort okay. of thing. So yeah, that's where all this was was happening. But uh, I remember I because like I joined a play at one point, and so I was like working, and then I was doing play practice. <laughs> and I remember telling my boss, like, I can't work Friday nights because I had play practice. And I remember him looking at me like, you got play practice Friday nights? That sounds like bullshit. And I was like, no, we do. And then when the play was over, I came to look at my schedule. He had me working like 50 hours. And he was like, I got you by the balls now. And I was like, oh my God, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm 16. I'm like, a high school kid. Yeah, I had like school has to be my priority. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also the other thing uh, no one tells you is how easy I wish I would have worked. I mean, I worked in college and high school, but I wish I would have worked even more because it was so easy. <laughs> high school and what? college was oh. so easy. Oh, yeah. I yeah. had no idea. You- you could have pushed yourself more probably in those years. Right. That's what I'm like, saying. I'm like, I yeah. should have just done more yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I wonder but I don't about know. that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I, no. those are weird regrets because you're like, should I have worked more when I was younger or yeah. like, I wouldn't have like m- still have my fucking money if I picked up two extra shifts a week for yeah, it's also <laughs> <in> like, 1996. <laughs> it's also weird. Cause it's like, I'm good at this manual labor thing. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> Where does, what does that fucking do for me? <laughs> right. I know how to open up, you know, meat rocks with a knife. <laughs> like, I don't know, what the fuck am I a caveman, dude? Like, but to, of all the like starter life jobs you can have, I think cooking is probably the one that has the longest tail. Like, sure. I mean, granted, when I go to the beach, my eyes are on the ocean. I'm keeping an eye out for the surf. Sure, yeah. I'm ready to save someone if need be. <laughs> but I think cooking is a little more important than ocean life saving. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I guess, a little more like and expressive a, in a way, too. It's like, you well, know. It's, it's like a base to do whatever you want with it. Like, you, if you yeah. never cook again, but like uh, your partner's like making breakfast, you're like, oh, I'll chop. Oh, I could chop peppers really well. Sure. Or if you start to get into cooking on your own, which it sounds like you've ha- have. And yeah. it's like, well, now I have a base on how to do all this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really start inventing as like a, 
a cook until I recently. Because right. I think forever growing up, I, I made like, you know, stuff my grandmother made and the, the food of my hometown. And I was very, I would read recipes and stuff in pretty one note. And then just in the last couple of years, the more I do it at home and stuff, I'm like, oh, I could, you know, invent stuff and, 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 you know, and try to do like fun, different things and try to create something. Were you cooking for your family when you were young? No. No. No, no, no. No. Because is there like, was your mom or your dad the cook? Yeah. Mom and grandmothers. And yeah, and I, I didn't really take much of an interest in it. I didn't appreciate that until much later. Like, oh yeah, I got to like kind of roll pasta though. Right. But I, it never struck me as a kid being like, this is what I want to f- do. Right, right. You know, right. It, it only kind of arrived out of necessity because washing dishes sucked so much ass. Yeah. Well, I was like, you learn that a lot from people where they're like, I'm like, oh, how'd you learn? How'd you learn? Um, how to do insulation. Like, that's so weird right. that you learn. And it's like, well, I was the lowest level guy at a construction company <laughs> and you can get $2 extra an hour if you yeah. do insulate. Like, 100%. So dude. much shit I've heard about stuff like where it's yeah. like, and so I had to learn woodworking so that I could yeah. get two more dollars an hour and have a slightly yeah. less shitty job. It's like, now I know how to woodwork as yeah. an adult. Yeah. 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 It is cool. I still wish I like came from money. <laughs> right. <laughs> or like, or like, yeah. or like grew up in a place that wasn't like, the rural parts of Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. But I'm like, still hoping to come from money somehow. I'm still hoping my fuck. mom hits like the lotto or something <laughs> and, like, and then dies. You can't, you, I came back from money back. late in life, but like, I shit. come from money at my, at 38 years yeah. old. My mom, my mom hit the lotto died two years later. What a life. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's great. It, it's, uh, I, I like, I do like, I mean, and it's like you said too, like, yeah, uh, white dude, glasses, beard. It, it's a nice thing to have in my back pocket. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, are you dating? Uh, no, 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 no not nothing serious or yeah. anything. But I'm saying, cause that's like fucking, that's, that's great. A, that's a that great, great. Re- thing on the resume. Buddy, to the point that I'm like almost tired of it though. Cause I'm like, I see girls like kind of fall for me in a way that's like, uh, I'm a cook. I have a dog. Right. I'm like, I'm like, you need to think about this because yeah. I know exactly what you're seeing On paper, right now. I seem like husband yeah. material, but I'm also a comedian. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm broke. My shit's not together. Like you got to be on a similar, you right. know what I mean? Like you're, what's you're, your smoke and mirrors thing? And maybe yeah. they match up or something, but like, right. Know. Cause you're like, yeah, you lived in Texas before you came out yes. here. Yeah. So you're like a Texas boy who can cook with a dog and yeah. it's like, holy yeah. shit, that's husband yeah. material. What? And then yeah. it's like, oh no, no, no. I'm a narcissistic psychopath yep. as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. Think about that. That's just uh, not in my bio on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, that, that part is good. And it is a good, like, I think sometimes too, like, uh, women see it as like a uh, traditional or, or like, I don't know, just very sweet. But I'm like, I want to like, either come over to cook dinner and we hang out or like we go to a restaurant. And I think people think that's like kind of old school instead of meeting at a bar or something. I'm like, right. Oh no, that's just where I feel comfortable. Yeah, that's yeah. like my zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll be comfortable there. It's like, this is one of the only things I can talk about. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so like, it'll be fun. So it's killer for yeah. a couple of dates. Then on the fourth stage, sure, she's like, like, okay, yeah. I know how to make gnocchi. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Do you read anything? Uh, uh, the last movie I saw was Burnt with Bradley Cooper, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, Chef with sure. John Favreau. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a because that because that's a uh, that's a great skill that and so that's also something like you can do for where whatever city you end up in, whatever business you end up doing, yeah. you can always choose to cook. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's always that for sure, but it's yeah. like 
I mean, what, I mean this but you ha- haven't done it uh, for a while, survivor wise, right? No, not for like maybe three or four years. Yeah. The last job I had in a kit, that's not true. Two years ago, I moved home for a few months and I did work at my brother's restaurant, which was like fun. Oh, your, bro- uh, your brother owns a restaurant? Uh, no, or, no, no. Well, actually, at the time, he was the GM slash head chef of this country club. And so I would come. In uh, fact, like a year ago, I went home for like New Year's Eve or something. I was there. And he's like, I need help tonight, Danny. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now, dude? Like, I'll go home. And he like hires me to work in his restaurant for a day or wherever he's at. That's pretty and wild. Like, yeah. uh, I. Uh, that's funny you say that. <laughs> Uh, a few, the last few times when I, uh, visited home back when I was doing MTV shit, I was flying home yep. to, uh, flying to New York to do, sh- uh, do shit all the time. And my buddy, Justin, uh, Tyler, former guest of the podcast, uh, best friend, uh, he was a bartender at the bar that we used to hang out at all the time, like one night a week just to keep for cash. And if I was in town for the Monday night, I'd be like, Hey, do you want to split? Do you want me to? Do you want to do a shift together, and the, we'll just get all our friends to come out? And yeah, and I, so I found myself <laughs> flying to New York first class uh, to do MTV shoots, sure. and then sure. after I d- did my MTV shoot, going down and fucking <laughs> ripping out drinks for five hours, and yeah. I liked it. Yeah, doing man. It, I, I talk about this way too frequently, and it's you know like everyone's always like you would be miserable in no time, and they might be right, but I would kill for like. One bartending shift a week. Interesting. You know what I mean? Where, Interesting. Uh, this is a, this is a conversation. Yeah, you often have with other people. Yes, especially like chefs or cooks or something that are like removed from the business a little bit. Right. They talk about that a lot too. Just like once or twice to stay sharp, just to remember what it's like. Yeah, uh, I I would love to just be like. But you want to bartend a yeah, little bit? Yeah, like one night a week. I just or one happy hour or something like that. I just want to like have a little cash in my pocket. Have yeah. a bar where I like I can go to when I'm not working that I feel comfortable at. I like the idea of being like, Oh, come by. I'm bartending. Come by at like 4 PM. I'll throw you a couple of, you know, I like, I like that element of it. Bartending is like a hired gun mercenary type of thing too. Where like that. I mean, that's totally plausible. Right, it is. I just you need like I mean? a friend to open a restaurant, and like, also likely, yeah, like that could, you know what I mean. That could fucking happen, really. Right, easy. and if a friend opens up a restaurant of the right cl- level, like right class yeah. level of what I can do, yeah. and it's like, sure. yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> uh, I know. All of a sudden, it's like I have to make like fucking boulevardiers or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's pump the brakes yeah. here. I'm more of a <laughs> blank and blank guy. Right, right, right. Yeah, most of the stuff I serve for of my like six years bartending, most of the time was was uh plastic <laughs> like <laughs> yeah in I, plastic cups in plastic shot glasses when i worked at a, a seafood restaurant in austin for a while when i was shucking oysters at one point they were like would you be interested in bartending a couple days a week or the, and i remember she goes uh oh, you don't seem like you like talking to people and i was like what it's <laughs> like what about me so, like, yeah i want to do that of course it's more money sorry like, i'm not chatty while yeah. i'm shucking uh 25 dozen oysters <laughs> right, a day yeah. yeah yeah what i did realize though was because I remember people like like townies and shit would like try to talk to me at the bar. Because it was like more of an older clientele trying right. to get fried catfish, a beer. They would want to chat with me, and then I realized, oh, that's right, I am not that kind of bartender. Where right. I'm like, tell me all your problems. I <laughs> right. am kind of like, I'm gonna go on my phone. Like, I can talk to people, yeah. and then they start talking, yeah. and you're like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, excuse yeah. me, manager, yeah. that I said, of course I could talk to people. <laughs> yeah. No, you were right. <laughs> I don't want to give me the oysters. Right. Put me back in the hole again. Yeah. Shucking oysters. <laughs> I don't want to see daylight for the next week. Um, and so now. How how is cooking part of your life? Are you cooking for yourself frequently? Yeah. Are you uh, like 
Are you trying new shit out? Do you have like a goat or, or is there something where you're like, I still, I love to order blank, you know, like where are you at now? Well, dude, yeah. Well, people, cause I am writing a lot about food now and some of it is about restaurants, but it's like, guess what? Like they paid for me to eat there. Otherwise I would never be ordering $80 for a steak. You understand that? Right, right, right. That'd break the bank. So like, (laughs) I don't really know that much about like eating out and stuff, but like, when I'm at home, what well, I try to do. Well, don't put that in your Tinder bio. Yeah. <laughs> Cook, dog, yeah. don't know anything about eating yeah. out. <laughs> Could you maybe teach me? Uh, but so, so like, I don't really order out that much. I don't go to like a ton of restaurants unless it's kind of like, there's like a money involved. You know? Right, right. But uh, once or twice a week, yeah, I try to like spend a lot of time doing something, making pasta or like I, I write recipes for the takeout that usually have like a story attached. Oh, cool. So I try to pitch something that's like, I pitched like, like last week I did Kibby, which is like Middle Eastern, like little- Meatballs? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I read that one. Yeah. And then uh, like sweet potato fries. Uh, because uh, every- Those little meatballs, those little Middle Eastern meatball yeah. things looked awesome. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. really, they're really good, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, all the food nerds get like upset about something and I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, it's, but they're, th- those people yeah. exist for- a, a, Put, put whatever modifier in front of that Bananas. word. It's almost like comedy and food have like the worst like reply guy sort of like Venn diagram cross. It's all these people that think they know everything. There's a huge overlap in between food and comedy too. Yeah. Or I can't tell if it's maybe I'm coming at it from such a my my vision where my my field of my POV my the people around yeah. me maybe also because we're in our mid thirties and getting more money. Yeah, right. Like that I, that feel like that might be part of it or. Yeah. And there's like less partying and more like, oh, we got to go to this restaurant. And my, and my wife yeah. is a big is a big food person, too. We hate to say foodie. We don't know how else to say it. There's not yeah. really a way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like food. I always say this. I've talked about this way too much on the podcast. But foodie and horny are two words that <laughs> suck. But there isn't a better version of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't I'm not going to call myself a gourmand. <laughs> You're not absolutely not saying that. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Honestly, what's worse, dude? I wonder what's worse, gourmand or foodie. I wonder. It's not. It's not. It's just so weird to say I am blank anything. anything. Yeah, yeah. Unless, but I'm like real. I'm unless you're saying I'm horny, then that's right. we and, get we get it. Yeah, yeah that, that is obvious what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but my wife's my wife's really into food, and, and you know we've been living together for over ten years now, and like she always she always cooks like she and she's a very good cook, and she like won't use recipes and she seeks out, like gets an idea of what she wants in her head and then like just starts working on it. Yeah. And over the course of like the last couple of years, I started to realize like, I love to order food and I love, Oh, I love chicken wings. And I just love, Oh, I love, I wish chicken wings would come in this sauce. And then I was like, well, I can make chicken wings in that sauce. <laughs> and so then what happened yeah. to me was yeah. that I started cooking out of necessity of like, I just wish, you could order because I was I, I don't I try not to eat too many grains anymore and stuff. So I'm like, yeah. I wish I could just order like a fucking grass fed steak and a side of rice. Like that's all I want. Yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, I could just make that. I could just make yeah. and I can like buy ingredients. Yeah. So now I'm like an ingredient snob and I cook for oh, myself dope. all that's the great. time. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And the thing I learned and I pitch to anyone who's like my age or around my age, mostly dudes or and women who are like. I'm not really into cooking. I don't really know how to make anything. I'm like, take your favorite food and just learn how to make that to start because yeah. you'll eat it if you make if you if you make it C plus three times in a row. Yeah. Like for me, wings are my favorite. So I 
if I accidentally undercooked them or overcooked them or picked a gross sauce, I'm still happy to burn through a bunch of wings. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, it's like I definitely don't have that attitude where I'm like, oh, it's not good. I'm gonna throw it against the wall now. Right. Well, exactly. I've seen that happen. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, yeah, you fuck something up, but like it's still edible. It's like, still food. I'm yeah. Absolutely not a food snob. In fact, I hate that shit. Right. Yeah, but that's what's great about L.A. too. Is like it's a little more accessible here. Than yeah. Like, there. It, LA is so great that you can go it's from amazing. like a dollar gas station taco yeah, yeah. to like Vespertine or Providence right. or like yeah, one yeah. of these uh, like Spago, like places that are just yeah, known yeah. for money and not even known for good food. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's, I, I never lived in New York, but that was always my like, uh, I don't know. I always thought of it that way. Like it just all seemed like a ton of money. And yeah. Like, New, like, New York, New York is sort of like the good stuff costs money and everything else is like medium. Sure. There's not like, yeah. LA sort of like sought out. And I think I'm sure New York has more of it now because it is sort of like the thing, the yeah. like shake shackification of burgers or like whatever yeah. that is where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're making fast quality cash. stuff. We're making qualities. Yeah, exactly. Fast cash right. or like, Oh, Chipotle is maybe not, is maybe a little too chainy for what I'm saying, but it is sort of like, there is a burger boom in LA, but it's not expensive burgers necessarily. It's yeah. like, oh, they're doing smash, they're doing this. Yeah, and it's not, yeah. It's uh, the beef blend is interesting, but it's not like it's a forty dollar burger at a sit down right. restaurant. Yeah, it's yeah. all like between ten and like fifteen. Right, exactly. And like these, like a lot of these Southeast Asian restaurants that are popping up that are like super this cheap, is super quality food, Dude. but it's not. Uh, super expensive like night market song or whatever places like that you can go to Little Armenia there's a bunch of bakeries there and you can get these little like meat pastries they cost like a dollar fifty a piece and they are dude they're hunks of dough and meat and like fill you up like you get two of those things and you're like good yeah. Like that shit's the, so cheap. That's the dream. Yeah. LA is yeah. like real punk rock about that shit yeah, that's you, what I like about it the whole Jonathan Gold like you know like that was definitely an influence and in, like Right, because he, like he kind of writing. like kept it ethnic and kept it uh, yeah. cheap. All, all these like, well, yeah, what LA's known for, just like, you know, all the little strip malls that have all these restaurants and stuff. It, yeah. it makes you feel like the whole city is like waiting to kind of be discovered in a, in, in a it, way that like, you it know, really it's like is. magical, dude. It's like really cool. That's why like this is the place to be if like you want to write about food, I think. I think. Right. More, yeah, I wonder, more so than like New York to me, because if you're going to like write about food in New York, it's like, what are you reviewing Michelin starred restaurants? That's like. Right. Cause, it, cause then there's like the yeah. top 30 restaurants that everyone's right. writing about here. Yes. It's like you go to the San Gabriel Valley and you can eat, yeah. at, you can eat at 25 different places that are all different, yeah. all good, all Chinese cuisine. And there's, and yeah. like, you're like, holy shit, there's this many choices right there. Yeah. And I, and this is kind of how I'm, yeah, it's so much of it is so, uh, undiscovered in a way. Like, one of the first things I pitched to LA Mag was like, hey, I think there's only one Polish restaurant here. I think there's only one. We guys double check because someone should write something about it. And they did. And it's the only one that's not in like Santa Monica. It's called Polka Polish. And I'm like, have you guys ever tried writing about this before? And, that's uh, interesting. And then I went to go talk to the guy. And I'm like, how did something, like, how did no one know about something like that? Did Polish immigrants just like, they never made it this far no, west? That's yeah. 100% what the guy said too. He was like, everyone got to New York or Chicago and was just like, yeah. Why would we go further? Yeah, there's not like a lot of Irish people out here. Either. No, it, would, yeah. it doesn't make sense anyway. Not, the yeah, sun's your enemy, first well, of all. Also, uh, well, the sun is not the enemy of the Italian, and yeah. the Italians haven't really made it out here. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because that's what there that, isn't like a. That's my biggest LA gap, I think, yes. is you can't even, like, my wife will go off about this for hours at any given moment. You can't even get a loaf of Italian bread out here. No. Like fresh baked no. Italian bread. There's nope. not a bakery. No. Maybe, is there a. 
What's the place on over by the Virgil DeSanos that's supposed to be good pizza? Do you think they do Italian bread? <sighs> no, they, there's no way. They do right. not do loaves of bread. Yeah. Yeah. No their, one their pizza's to... like good, but yeah. like, you know, wow, is that the one that we're looking at right now to be, please make bread? There's got to be something else. Right. Like Moza, crack out some like Italian bread for us. La Brea Bakery doesn't even do like, yeah. it's all. And so that's like the big gap. And yeah. because of that gap, there's also the, Italian sandwich gap, the Italian, like, uh, yeah. the chicken parm, the meatball parm, the sausage and pepper oh, you parm. Can't, you can't find those places. Yeah. Just like the real. There's a handful of places that do it well. And yeah. it's not like as ubiquitous as in New York. Yeah. And like in New York, we, I used to live in, uh, Carroll Gardens and there was a bakery. Oh fuck. Why can't I remember the name of the bakery? It'll come to me. And, uh, when you would walk home at night, the guys would be delivering the fresh, like fresh baked bread to the, and you could throw the guy a couple of bucks and take it right um, out. Of amazing. The, while it's being baked at like three in the morning, just take it out and just fucking, uh, you know what the Mizunos. Tra- oh, Mizunos. Yeah. Cause they also made the lard bread that was like unreal good. Lard, lard bread. <laughs> yeah. It's like pre- uh, bread with prosciutto baked into it. Fuck. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and then you like grill it and it's like so soppy. Yeah. The, the trade off there and, I mean, okay, so that's part of what I like about LA is that like, because I grew up working in those places, right. being being around those places, and I'm like, it's all gone. I kind of like being a different person in a different place, in, in, in a sense. Oh, I'm you with you I mean? on that, because like, I grew that, up exclusively cool. eating pasta right. and sauce. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just even like the way that we probably are a little bit, even though it's Pittsburgh. Like when I went to Austin, people were like, you talk like a little aggressively. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I don't know. If you think that, great. Yeah, there's like, like a like Northeast, that. East Coast kind of like people are like, sure. calm down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's great. <laughs> but like part of the trade-off too is like that shit happens, but that's in Little Armenia. Like when I'm walking home drunk, at like 2 or 3 a.m. when I used to live there, I'd walk past the bakeries. I'm like, oh, they're baking shit right now. You can smell it. You can see all these people. And there's like four bakeries all in Santa Monica. Right. And I'm like, I like that. That's that's very yeah, cool. Yeah, that is what's cool about it. You're like, there is no Italian cuisine. There's not like, well, there is, obviously, but there's not like, a, there's no Little Italy yeah. in no. LA. There's not. And then there's not even, there's not even below that. There's not like the shitty, but still kind of good red sauce joints. Like right. there's maybe a few, maybe, but like it's John that? and John and Vinny popped up and were yeah. like, "There's no real red sauce joints," and they made one, of, but they are yeah. like an exp- they're the wrong price point yeah. for red sauce. Yeah, but their chicken parm is fantastic. Oh, is it good? Oh, okay, cool. But they don't do a hero. But their chicken parm is so good. It's maybe the best. I've had two chicken parms in LA that I truly loved. And one was John and Vinny's and one was this other place downtown, which is it names escaping. It's like a pizzeria, but they're fucking chicken Little parms. Dom's does a chicken parm sandwich that Ooh. is pretty good, but it's, 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 it's a little sloppier. Yeah. They use like burrata cheese and it kind of oozes out. Don't hate but like, it, but that's not exactly yeah. what well, No, that's yeah. not what I'm looking for. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, all about the but. bread on Melrose and La Brea does a pretty solid meatball hero too. Okay. But, interesting. Yeah. And then I think Bay Cities does maybe the best Italian you can get out here. People put always say that. <laughs> People always say that, and I I've had it, and I'm like, it's fine. I don't know. Is that? It's just not a cl- like I used yeah. to go to Esposito Brothers and Santino would make my sandwich hot and sweet peppers. <laughs> I know the guy's name. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> oh, shit, that was my dream on the corner of Court and uh, President, fucking uh, Esposito Brothers, and here, here they put mustard on it. Yeah, that's which bizarre. is very unusual. Well, it's, it's what vinegar. Yeah, you oil, want oil, oil and vinegar. vinegar always. I will say I have offended Italian uh, ancestors of mine a number of times by uh, foregoing oil and vinegar 
and because I just can't resist mayo sometimes. Just a oh, slip buddy, of mayo. I'm with you, man. Mayo I, unjustly gets shit. Yeah, mayo uh, should be on everything. <laughs> I think mayo. Yeah, mayo is amazing. Uh, when I, I hate when people say it's like uh, white people food, I'm like every country's got something like that. Right, it's like big yeah. in South America. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Also, it yeah, mayo's good. <laughs> I don't know why. Mayo is so good that when it got a bad rap, people just were like, let's call it aioli. And then everyone yeah. will eat it. And they're like, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll eat it with fries now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember having uh, french fries with ma- seeing french fries be eaten with mayo and going that sounds disgusting and then doing it Dude, and being like holy shit 100% on board and not even like the aioli part like if I'm at a fast food restaurant I want a helmet I want the packet give me, give me it give me it dude I'll take I'll it I'll peel open a packet of mayo and a packet of ketchup put sure. them next to each other and then Bob Ross a fry <laughs> in the middle <laughs> happy little fry that's so fucking good to me I love that shit it's freaking art dude yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I'm on board with french fries and mayo I fucking love it. Yeah, so that that was always weird. So there's only this all stemmed from there's only one Polish restaurant in LA yes. proper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's called Polka Polish uh, in uh, Glassell Park, and it's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's good. I don't know if it's as good as like some of the places like back in Pittsburgh or even yeah. Chicago, but like I mean, it's the only place. And uh, that was the thing about New- that New York had too was like those very distinct neighborhoods where you'd be like, yeah. of course you can go to one of these amazing restaurants where you know the chef's name. Or right. you can go to Greenpoint and there's like 25 Polish places to choose from. Right, that yeah, yeah. You don't know that none of your friends have said like, oh, I love this place. <laughs> like you're just right, like, yeah. it's just like, who eats there? Yeah. Oh, 40 year old dock workers. It's yeah, like, that might yeah. be a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's like, uh, replaced Italian culture here with something different. Otherwise I feel like I wouldn't have changed it all. <laughs> you right. Know what well, I mean? uh, that was something you mentioned when, uh, we were communicating leading up to this, you mentioned yeah. like, there is sort of like a backlash against Dude. Italian restaurants or Italian chefs, yeah. Italian style cooking. Yeah. Love it. Well, because it's the most ubiquitous of the immigrant cuisines in America. Correct. It's like synonymous with like American cuisine now. I would, right. I, th- I think like Italian American cuisine is like, I mean, there's places. It's like steakhouse and Italian restaurants yeah. are like yep. where parents who aren't that open-minded think is a good restaurant. Like the generation sure. above us and may, and I'm coming from New York and LA. So maybe I'm a little spoiled. Maybe it's a little more everywhere else, but Italian and steakhouse are like, when I go out to eat, that's what I like to eat. I'm not going to a Chinese restaurant. I'll order Chinese mm-hmm. takeout. Right. I'm yeah. Not gonna go to a, I remember my dad one time, just like, I'm not eating at a fucking pizza parlor. You know, like it was like yeah. a big thing. He kept saying, <laughs> I'm not going to eat at a fucking pizza parlor, Johnny. And I'm like, so you want to go to an Italian restaurant? It's like the food's the same, but you just down. like, yeah, it's about, it's about the sit down experience. And right. Like, yeah. And it's like, I'll take a pizza to go, but I'm not going to sit down and, and I, here in LA, I'm like, I'll sit at a fucking, I'll yeah. sit in a parking lot where like five idling cars a and jam down chair. some Al Pastor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. A hundred percent, dude. <laughs> a wobbly ass bench. Uh, I, I, well, yeah, because that's the, I've interviewed uh, a few chefs now and, uh, this guy at this Korean place, in uh in ham uh it's ham hung in koreatown it's great uh and we were just like kind of busting balls about uh korean and italian food and i told him i used to cook italian food and he's like fucking italians and he goes <laughs> he goes you guys charge 20 bucks for a bowl of pasta he's like he's basically saying it's not fair yeah and i was like that's interesting and i'm like i get what you're saying and then i'm interviewing this dude uh ricardo zarate at rosaline Oh, uh, right up here. Yes. Yeah. yeah I right. just, I've eaten there like 20 oh, times no shit. since I moved here. Oh yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I just, I did an article uh, for uh, LA Weekly for them. 
Oh, uh, awesome. And, and it's uh, Rosaline? It's, I think it's Rosaline. I've been calling yeah. it Rosaline, but that doesn't mean I'm yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> hey, we both I don't could even be. fucking know. I mean, man. I don't think it's both like, of us could be wrong. It's yeah. not a third different <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> Rosaline? <laughs> I don't know. I love the paella and the short rib there. Yeah. Uh, they're just so bomb. I mean, so much the ceviche is all good. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you can afford it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So the thing that I wrote an article about was this, he takes a filet mignon, it's like a 12 ounce sears it rolls it in like banana leaf and like, oh that's the thing that's like hanging it's hanging right? out yeah yeah and that costs like 80 bucks and he just made me one for free and i was like this job's dope uh, <laughs> very cool but i would not order that <laughs> i like earlier when you mentioned casually like i'm not gonna get an 80 dollars steak yeah that's what <laughs> that's it was a very yeah. specific yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, <laughs> very specific reference <laughs> But we, when we were chatting, one of the first things he said, because he's so excited about Peruvian cuisine, and then we're talking about it and the ingredients. I'm like, dude, this is so good. And he's like, yeah, you can't really get it here. And uh, and we're talking about just, you know, uh, how flavorful Peruvian food is and very excited, pounds the table. And he's like, I want to take down the Italians. And he's like joking, but I can I know he's telling the truth a little bit. And it's like, I think people, if you're a chef from like, you know, South America or East Asia and you come here and you open up a restaurant and you see how much people love Italian food and then you taste bad Italian food, you're probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why are people losing their minds over this? And yeah. so I love this idea that they're like, I want to take it down. And well, Italian there's like something like, like safe yeah. about Italian food in a way because it's yeah. like, you know, it's going to be like one of eight things. Like yep. most cuisines are, you know, a, a dozen things tops. Right. You know, it's not going to be spicy. Right. It, or if it is, it's like. It's called, a, it's got the Diablo <laughs> right. in the title. It's like, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Satan's right in the title of the dish. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's safe, a lot of bread, you know. Yeah, it's, it's mean, carbs, it's meat, it's right. cheese. It's like all the shit it Americans slid, like. It slid right in. It was a cash, right, it, cash It made cow. total sense. And then yeah. also pasta for a family, like granted yep. when now that I'm older and have friends from more varied backgrounds where it's like, yeah, my mom, like Filipino friends were like, yeah, my mom would make a big dish of rice and whatever dish. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, in my head, the only thing that was cheap to eat by the, by the fucking bucket was pasta and sure. sauce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause that's why I don't even eat it anymore. I just, we just had it so frequently growing up because it was oh, like the yeah. cheapest. My mom would be like, we're like, what's your dinner tonight? She's like, remember when I made uh, 10 gallons of meat sauce last week? Yeah. Well, guess what? We're having that <laughs> over 10, pasta again, yeah. that over revs, that uh, over this. Yeah. Yeah. My mom would do the same thing. Make it, freeze it, and then pull it out once a week. Exactly. Uh, we would eat it so, and my mom would be like, just reheat some sauce. Put some sauce in the pan, reheat some sauce, and have some pasta. Some sauce. And it is something you can like teach your kid to make pretty easily sure. too. And then all, ne next thing you know, you're like, your mom and dad are able to work their full-time shift hour <laughs> jobs while you are making <laughs> pasta for yourself. This is, a, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I remember when I was a kid, I was like maybe 10 or 11. My mom took me to this farm to with my, uh, uh, my friend's uncle's, his friend's uncle's farm. And uh, we were there for like a half hour. And then out of nowhere, he just slaughters like a cow in front of us. I watched him string it up. Wow. And in it's hanging to the ground, the whole thing. And my mom picked me up later. Like, how was hanging out at the farm? I, I was like, oh, fucking, I didn't even know what to say. And we went back and we ate pasta and meat sauce. And I was like sick to my stomach. And I like, call, I thought about this like two years ago when I called her. And I was like, why did you take me? to that farm. Like, did you want me to see the, like the cow get slaughtered? And she was like, you saw a cow get slaughtered. That's fucking horrible. <laughs> like she had no idea. No. I was like, that shaped so much of like, I don't know, like a respect for like meat and like animals and right. shit. Yeah. It also terrified me. 
for oh, years. Oh, for sure. Like when you see that shit happen. Oh yeah, we we did a pig roast one time up in Cape Cod with some friends. We went to go pick out the pig at the farm. Yeah. The guy's like, "Which one do you want?" We were like, <laughs> "Oh no, oh, I don't know that one." And then we just he just like went over. He's like, "Bonky," and we were like, "Oh, I didn't think it was gonna happen right now." Like <laughs> we like literally just went kill that one, please. Like and in hindsight, wow, yeah, dude, I'm getting like sweaty thinking about it, but I still eat all foods. hundred <laughs> percent. I don't, there's no way that I couldn't. And also this is probably psychotic to say, but like everybody should probably have to watch an animal die. <laughs> like yes. if you haven't, it's almost like it should be like a birthright in some sense. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll tell you what it hasn't, I've seen it. I've seen all the food docs that everyone talks about. I've seen really? the fucking awful shit that you're yeah. not supposed to see. And I will say I still eat literally yeah. everything. I'm just, more cognizant about throwing stuff away and sure for sure i only get like now i only eat grass-fed beef and free-range chicken and yeah. heritage pork and all that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and it is more expensive and it's uh you know not sustainable for some people it's also not sustainable in general but yeah. if i'm gonna eat cows they might as well have great lives and be as healthy 100%. as possible yeah, yeah that was kind of my reaction in the whole thing too which is like i well i have to eat meat just because of like what i do but well, yeah, also I, an appreciation for like cooking and like the art of it and stuff. And it's like, that can't be completely off the table. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can never be completely off yeah, the I table. Yeah, I can understand if you were to be like, like, uh, I know people like, uh, what's it called? Uh, VUD, vegan until dinner, you know, where it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like just to like have the amount of uh, yeah. meat or whatever they're having. Or like, you know, meatless Mondays. Like, that's all shit that I can get behind. I eat a lot of fish and chicken since my wife doesn't eat red meat and pork anymore. Yeah. Um, pork is the one all, people always give up. Bourdain always said, and I disagreed with him on this, but like in one of his earlier books, he said that being vegan was a first world privilege. Like he, he did not like it at all. Yeah, he was yeah. like, if, if you come over to my grandma's house and she makes meat and you don't eat it because you're vegan, like that makes you an asshole. Right. But like, it's more of a first world responsibility now because especially what it's doing to the planet and shit. Like I yeah, always thought he was wrong about that, but it was like, I, I always agreed with him until like, yeah, until I got to the, to where we are now, and it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. But if people want to do it, and I bet his opinion even changed, yeah, from that. Like, I feel like as a culture, we kind of that's. I heard that's why he killed himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck, <okay>. man. <laughs> Sorry, I felt oh, so no. bad. Nah. He's a fucking he, hero of mine, obviously. So yeah, I feel same, yeah, 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 same. Yeah, Heart, it was heartbreak, right? Tr truly, have not been affected by a celebrity death. I felt dumb. How much? Because I always yeah. roast people for being affected by celebrity death Buddy, so much. Same man, and yeah, then that I one was, hit me like. Cause he inspired yeah. me to do two of my thing. He did two of my th favorite things that I didn't know were my favorite things until I started watching his show and then started getting older. And it was traveling and eating. Hell like yeah. I always loved eating, but I didn't. Now I love like eating like it's uh, a fucking bingo card. I like to be yeah, like dude. I've never had this dish I've heard about, and yep. I'm like, let me go seek it out and try. And you, oh, yeah. it is good. He showed how beautiful it could be. Right. And like and like joyous even though he was very pretty stoic for the show right and i you know loved I mean? all the shit like it would be like the stuff that he would like is the kind of stuff i would like where it's like this is the kind of place you got to go when you're in jordan it's got like they serve some beers and right. it's like this they're making the pita fresh and you're like yes dude yeah. that's the kind of he's not going like granted he'll you know travel with eric repair and like do all, yeah. do all that shit but then he's also like we're eating at this place that's like on like you sit on the floor in like a woman's apartment. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did uh did you try to rewatch any of that stuff? Uh it's hard. It, right? We oh, still do I like it made me sad the last time I tried to do it. It, it, it busted like, us up a little bit. It wasn't it's not it's not the same. 
you know, kind of knowing everything a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because a, a tradition <clears throat> of ours is like when we're going to travel uh, somewhere, we uh, watch Bourdain's episode of the location because often he's yeah. done one or two. And uh, like we, when we were going to Maui, we're like, oh, I bet you Bourdain did Hawaii. And we like looked up and then we like shut it off. We were like, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Man, I, yeah. I'm like, let me see what Guy Fieri did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Guy oh, Fieri dude. slides to first place. You go on a Guy Fieri pilgrimage, that shit will rip up your insides. I've uh, eaten at maybe 10 different, if not 15 different triple D. I've, I bet you if I went back and looked at my, uh, at all the restaurants you served, I've probably eaten at 30 to 40, but I've sought out like 10 to 15. Great. Of Triple D restaurants because I also love Guy Fieri because I think he's doing yeah, yeah I think he's doing what uh, Bourdain he's doing uh, Bourdain for people who love the mall <laughs> <laughs> like people who are like oh yeah right. I, the best Hawaiian cuisine I want is like sure. my my favorite uh, Japanese fusion place is in Madison Wisconsin <laughs> you know like, <laughs> I he's love also like shit. helping businesses and shit and also it's like you think about like. God, the overlap between comedy and this is insane too. But just like Bourdain killed himself, Batali, you know what I mean? Sexual harassment and all that shit. And then it's like, who's alive and kicking? It's like Guy Fieri, the fucking the guy. Exactly. You, you like know, Dane the guy, Cook, yeah. not as bad as a guy Dane, as everyone said he was. Yeah, he's dating someone twenty years younger than him, but he yeah, <laughs> yeah, he didn't assault her. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's asked permission before beating off in front of her. Oh shit. <laughs> That is uh, right. It's like all the people. It's that, like all of our. Oh yeah, all my heroes are just like ended up being monsters. Jeff Dunham. Yeah, just turns out great yeah. guy. <laughs> Jeff Dunham, great guy. With the exception yeah. of his and light he's, fucking uh, yeah. Islamophobia. He's you know, vocally racist <laughs> through a puppet. Still okay. Still, still better off than a lot of our other guys. Uh, um, I've, but Bourdain made me want to travel and eat so much to yeah. the point where my wife and I talk about this. Is like we fly to other countries exclusively to eat. As, men, as much stuff of their cuisine as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, such yeah. a huge part of my travel now that it's like... Is it really? It's like vacation is disgusting now. Because I'm like, <laughs> oh, we have eight dinner reservations. You know what I mean? That's like, fucking you, wild. We're going to Paris and then Barcelona and here are the 12 nice. places. We, we did this like oh, two okay. years ago and we were like, here are the six places that we want to eat in both. Yeah. And it was just wild. <laughs> I feel like that's what you do when you get older, right? Isn't this I like something so. that everyone does? Uh, I mean, maybe not everybody, maybe it, but maybe it's a dovetail of older and being a little more financially sound. Like, ha not you kind of prioritize your money more. Yeah. Where you're like, now that I make it, I want to spend it on trips, and yeah. experiences, and not I've always thought that though too. I was yeah. like, I'd rather spend it on an experience than like a car. Yeah, I'd like never... I'm saving money to go somewhere or something, yeah, not yeah. to like buy a house, I, but I should. <laughs> I never had anything to save for except until I started realizing I wanted to travel on vacations and shit like that. And then yeah, because uh, like I, I, we never like flew anywhere as kids because my mom was afraid to fly. And then after she had like, uh, uh, after she survived cancer, she was like, we're flying everywhere. But then she was still too scared to fly long distance. She like took a fear of flying class and she can fly mm. more than three or four hours without wow. having like a panic attack. So we just went to Bahamas, Aruba from New York, Bahamas, sure. Aruba, Puerto Rico, Bahamas sure. again, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like, we just did like, <laughs> uh, we just did that over and over and over again. And I'm like, oh, I like traveling to the, but we're going to my mom is taking three boys. So it's like, 
and we're like 20, 18, and 16. So she's like, right. we're just going to go to an all-inclusive. They love the beach. They love eating and drinking. And they're going to do that. And I started to get the travel bug, but I was like, I wish I could go to the Bahamas <laughs> and eat at like restaurants I chose. Yeah, and like without my places. mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right, right. And then I was like, as soon as I get old enough, I'm going to travel everywhere and eat everything. Yeah. My family does not fly anywhere. My brother flew for the first time. God, I want to say he was like almost 30. Isn't that fucking wild? That's pretty wild. And that's my parents, they did not visit me in Austin. And it's like, fine. I go home. It's like right. expected. But like, they, yeah. won't, they won't come out here. I've been out here for almost seven years. My mom's been out here twice. Wild. Yeah. And my uh, brothers have been out here twice each, too, in seven years. That's crazy. Because <laughs> they're not real flyers, either. My youngest brother is. Like, he does a lot. But, like, he's also the brokest. So he's not, like... Gonna, right, yeah, he's yeah. never going to be in a situation where he's like it's like oh, a small town fear too maybe or like there's something, something like- there's something about it where I mean in reference to some of the people I know that are afraid to fly yeah. out uh, I, in my family and in my friend group from my hometown they're also the same people who are like taking the train into New York City yeah, I don't know yeah, about yeah. that. You know, like, yeah. and not they're not scared, oh, but they're yeah. like, oh, it's a hassle. I like this restaurant. What? Like, that's like a fifteen minute drive, and I don't have to get yeah, right. Yeah, because to me, yeah, kind of rolling over a little bit in life. Yeah, the, to me, the that. big issue is like, because specifically in Long Island, being like forty five minutes away from New York City, yeah. is like, oh, if you if you like restaurants, you should take the train in and eat yeah. in New York City like once a month. I know, I get it. It's like a huge expense, but if you like restaurants, the best restaurants in the Northeast are in New York City. Possibly America, we don't know. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> LA is, I think, vying hard. Uh, That's what people say. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. and LA is like on a even like an upswing to it. Feels right. Like. Yeah. Like yeah. Michelin guides coming here and shit now. Right. Which is like finally, I guess. But And then like, I'm like, if you don't want to go 45 minutes to New York City to experience like, Oh, you like this cuisine? Well, you know, like people who say like, oh, you like pizza? Well, some people say the best pizza in the world is this place in Brooklyn. <laughs> right, yeah. This be- the best pizza Wouldn't in the world. Go? Do you want to try, try that? It? No, it's like a hassle to go all the way into the city. Wouldn't I'm you, like- These like your friends and shit saying These that? are friends, relatives, and sure. it's like just something in my head that yeah. I'm like, see, that's the thing that's different. And maybe that's the thing that made me move to New York City, then move to LA. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, that's 100% what made me move from Newcastle to Pittsburgh to Austin to LA and get further away. Is it like everything, yeah, everyone's uh, closed-minded. Even in Austin, it's like friends and comics and stuff. They're like, I don't know if I want to, you know, go to LA or New York. And I'm like, don't you want to like try harder? Right. Don't you want things to be a little harder? Like you'll be a better person, but like you'll figure shit out. It's exciting, you know? Yeah, well, like removing comedy from that, the joke that uh, me and my wife always say is like, our friends didn't leave their hometown because they don't want to try new restaurants. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like, I hope a place opens up in my hometown so I could try a new restaurant. Me and my wife are like, we've eaten at every place in Brooklyn. Should we move to LA? You know, like, and it is like that thing of like, I want to move to this new city or get to this new city and experience the new city and its totality. And a lot of people are just don't have that bug in them. Yeah, not that there's anything super wrong with that. No, and I don't, and I'm not even faulting yeah. that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but it's like I don't know, it's to me, it just curious. doesn't make sense because it, it makes to me, I prioritize new experiences and trying new things for sure. so much in life that like I have to like I couldn't not you know I can't even imagine living in LA for perpetuity either. This is why, because sometimes I'm like, God, if I move back to Austin, like there's like so much more stage time and all this shit, but I'm like, I don't think I can move back to a place that's whiter now. You know what I mean? Like now that I've been around like culture and stuff and I'm like, I like it. It's making me a better person. You know what I mean? But like 
Austin's crazy fucking white too. I'm yeah. like, I don't think I could go back to that. It would be like, I want things to be easier. Right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, nah, it's gotta be hard. I'm ready for like, you know, like early retirement is my, my intention in life. You oh, know what really? I mean? Like, yeah. that's like the, that's the goals me and my wife are talking about is like, interesting. We're almost 40. We don't have any kids yet, but we're like, yeah. how can we maximize that? We're just like, out of the rat race as early as possible. It's like something that's coming up and it's like, where do we go next from here? What where, do we do? Where would you? Cause I have no normally idea. this is like the, I always joke that if my wife like left me or if I didn't have any ties, I would move to Hawaii and no one would ever see me. <laughs> I, you would just come to visit one time. And you'd be like, I'm pretty sure I saw that dude on yeah. an MTV show in 99. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I just want Zonked a big out. tan belly, a big gray beard. And I want to say to myself, Fuck, that sounds great. Yeah. I want to say to myself, I don't remember the last time I put on shoes. That's like the, my dream version of retirement. You want to be like a beach bum then? Yeah, That's totally. like totally appealing to you. Yeah. Interesting. I want to like live in Hawaii and grow pot plants and roll blunts and hang out at the beach all day. I like that idea, but like maybe like a more mountainous version of that. Yeah. Like the woods, that's more appealing to me than like the beach. Right. I don't know why. Did you watch Chef's Table as a food person? Did yeah. you watch that on Netflix? Did you see the dude who like is in Patagonia and he does like all those... Like I can't remember. All right, he's the one who like cooks by the lake in oh, like oh yes. He's making like yeah. huge whole fish on yeah. like a big ass thing, and he right. has like a weird thing where he's like, I left my wife and I'm with this girl now. Like yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't remember the dude's name or anything. I didn't know about Patagonia before, but that guy's life seemed like it was pretty fucking stellar. Yeah. He's like, yes. <laughs> he's like cooking on an yeah. island more or less. It's like yeah. the, in like the what looked like the PNW. Like all you gotta so, do is leave everything. That's it. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Leave everything you've ever fucking loved, man. Give me a reason to leave. <laughs> uh, Immediately, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like brought down by like a Me Too accusation, sure, and everyone's like, well, like, "Well, he got what he wanted. Yeah, he lives in fucking Patagonia now. <laughs> he rents sign. He rents gonna, scuba equipment yeah. in Maui now. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to apologize, but I will leave. <laughs> like, I will help you forget about me. <laughs> Did you ever go to Portugal? Yes. Did you? Just the, for the first time this last I'm uh, going year. in September. Oh, awesome. Yeah, to Lisbon? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lisbon and Porto. And like, is it, it's great, right? It's unreal. Yeah. People, like, the, the food scene I hear is like amazing, and but also kind of cheap. Uh, previous guest of the podcast and idol, uh, Phil Rosenthal. Oh, was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was on here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Phil's amazing, been on here. Dude. I'm in a name drop lunch club with Phil. Oh, uh, like, hell I, yeah, I, I man. I eat with him like once a month. The dude is amazing, but- he was on here talking about, I'm like, what's the next big food scene? And he was like, it's Portugal. I've been there for the show and I'm going back with my wife. That's how much. Like, really? Yeah. And he s sold me on it. We tried a bunch of the places. We made my mom, my mother-in-law and father-in-law who went, went with us. We're like, watch the Phil episode of Portugal. Yeah. They fell in love with Phil, of course. Wait, wh what places did you go to? I'm trying to remember. Wait, Portuguese food. Yes. Here. No, oh, here, no, no, oh, no. Okay. I'm talking about in Lisbon. He loved Lisbon so yes, much. Okay. Yeah. Because here, there's not anything. There's not a lot, no. No, I don't think there's, there's this place in Sherman Oaks called, uh, I can't remember, something pastries, but I'm going to a place Saturday for uh, another article, but it's called Portugal Imports. It's this little small town called Artesia. Do you know where that is? No, but I know I've heard of it in yeah. reference to a small but town. But then I started looking shit up about it and it's like Portuguese immigrants in like the you know 1920s. They built like dairy farms and stuff. And like that now they have kind of a Portuguese influx. But like oh. in LA, there's not really a Portuguese restaurant. There's like no. Spain, there's like Spanish and stuff, but there's not... So I'm curious about that. I'm, yeah. I'm interested. I'm going to go Saturday. Oh, that's awesome. Let but, me know uh, if they yeah. if they sell Portuguese rolls. 
I know the they sky- do the, the egg tart thing, uh, whatever that's called. I can't remember, but I forget what that's called. But uh, oh wait, no, I know what it's called. I got uh, one in fucking Bob with a B or yeah, something. Something yeah, with a B. It's yes. like not. Yeah, I ate yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah, in, I went to the place that Phil went in. Uh, okay, in somebody feed Phil. It was very good. The my favorite restaurant I ate at in Lisbon was, uh, and I'll send you the link to the place. But it's like. Romano seafood or something like that. Someone's yeah. last name yes. seafood. And it's a thousand tables, th- like three floors. And you just show up, no reservations. You show up, put your name on a list. They're fucking flying through people. The only, we had on our table, we only had seafood, bread, beer, and wine. We didn't Amazing. even get cups of water. We didn't even get vegetables. Like they're Holy just, not, they're not even listed. It's just like you order by like, Oh, we'll have a pound of razor clams. Right. We'll have a half pound of crab meat, or have like, and it's yeah. so fucking good. And here's the the coolest part, at least the part that I enjoyed the most is when you're waiting for a table. There's like a gated in area outside, and it has a coin operated beer tap where you like put in <laughs> two euros and push a button, and it fills a glass Amazing. of beer while you wait. And I was like, I was so full of uh, like, I was like, I want to eat so much when we get up there. I don't want beer. So I went inside. I'm like, can I buy wine to drink while I'm standing outside? The guy's like, yeah, what do you want? I'm like, bottle of red, bottle of white. <laughs> I just like walk out to my family and in-laws. I'm drinking fucking red wine out of the Amazing. bottle on the street, getting ready to go up and eat like a fucking gavone. That's fucking great, man. That place rules. What was it called? Uh, R- Romano Seafood. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'll, I'll put in the uh, show notes what the real name of it is because I refuse to look it up now. But I will also be uh, emailing you about that. I didn't go to Porto. We went to Lisbon yeah. and Faro, like the beach oh, town. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Because t- uh, my in-laws are, are, you know, half Portuguese or a quarter Portuguese or whatever, and they have some family there. And we oh. went and like met this old, Fuck, man. This that's old ass relative of that's, ours. That's great. Uncle Manuel. He's like 93 and he's in better shape than anyone. Uncle Manny. Is he, he really? Yeah. He was like walking ahead of us all on the walking tour and giving us. Yeah. And it was like, he never smokes. He drinks. He like, it's just, just something about the way he lives his life that he, he drinks a lot. He doesn't like, drink that much. Oh, no, he just he has okay. like a little bit. Uh, and then he like eats, but that's wild. He's like 91 or 92, and he was like, you know, he's just walking around. Some and people are done with life at like 50. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? They check out. And it's I like, know. that's amazing to me. That's That feels like a Southern European sort yeah. of like attitude. When Because like my dad died young. My, all my adult, my, my grandparents didn't do much in their yeah. older age. Um, my mom is not like that worldly. And I just yeah. like... And I'm like, oh, fuck, when you get to be like 60, 70, it like really slows down. And then my my wife's stepdad, who's I call my father-in-law now, is like 71. And I've been hanging out with him, seeing him more and more. And he's like in in his late 60s, early 70s. And he's like going out to dinner and he's getting drinks. And he's like, yeah, we're, we're, go, we're going to go to Greece. I uh, can't wait to go to Lisbon with you. We're going to have fun. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm with this 70-year-old man. I'm like, oh, cool. So life can be good until you're 70. Yeah. Then I meet the 92-year-old uncle. And I'm like, that I need to make actual physical changes to my life to like, <laughs> to get to okay, 92. That one might be a little bit harder <laughs> to pull right. off, yeah. But yeah. That's exactly how I felt. I'm That's- like, because in my whole life, I'm like, because me and my wife are like, if we have kids now, when they're 20, we'll be 60. Yeah. And it's like, is that bad? Will we like when our kids right. finally go to college, we'll be 60. And it's like, well, it depends. Right. And then it you depends. S- you see like a 70 year old living his life and 90 year old living That's your life. You're like, really oh. cool to hear a God. I would love to be that for somebody else. 
don't know if I'll be able to pull that off. Right, but being right. like that old guy that's like, hey, I'm here. Life is great. Spice of life. Sort yeah, of thing. exactly. But also just like, man, I, that's hard to break away from because we're, what we're talking about right now is like, yeah, the towns we grew up in and just like family, not really. I don't know. But I, no one in my family is like that. No right. one in my family is like, you know, life excited all the time and traveling and stuff. It's like hard to do that on your fucking own. Yeah. But and like, I think I think we're like the first you're around the same age as me, I think a little bit younger, but I think yeah. we're like the first generation after our parents' generation that are like quality of life might be important. Like it's not like a yeah, race. To, it's right. not like a race to owning a home, having kids right, and right, right. Uh, retiring. Yes. And it's sort yeah, of like a lot a more. And maybe for the detriment of the country as more and more people choose like sure. liberal arts and like, I'm sure. going to be an Instagram person or whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah. at least people are doing what they want to do in life. Yeah. I feel like more and more. Cause, and it's because our parents busted their ass to get to say like, my son will do whatever he wants until you tell your family you want to move to Brooklyn and do improv yeah. and then they're like uh, that's <laughs> oh, not what I meant <laughs> were they not that supportive uh, they were supportive I never bothered them for anything so like yeah. that was always yeah, that's that was like they didn't it. have like a way to I was you know busting my ass collecting unemployment or PAing or yeah. any one of these service jobs over the course of my uh, improv career. So I was doing shit. My yeah. parents just think everything is cool. Every time they see an article or something or like read or see me doing something, they're like, that's great. Oh, that's fine. They, yeah. they, they don't even really care about the money so much, but as long as I'm not bothering them about that shit, right, exactly. they're not like, like, have kids. They're like, you're having fun. That's great. You're doing things. Cool. Exactly. They don't really yeah. care that much. Yeah. Like it, it took a little to rewire my parents to like, yeah. Oh, well, John is excited that he gets to go to Dubai for work or he gets to travel to yeah. Dubai and that, yeah, I know I'm not getting paid, but I'm yeah. seeing the country doing blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like that's the shit. I wonder if it'll swing back around. Like some of these people now that have kids, it's like, get a fucking job. <laughs> I feel I mean? like it, I feel like it could. Uh, my big hope in, for the next generation is the swing around to like anti-phone. Buddy. I, f I, yeah, I feel I, like we're going to have kids coming up like the new hipster, like yeah. that, that the kids who uh, I grew up with that were into vinyl at 17 in the 90s. And they were like, yeah. oh, I like vinyl. I'm like, but CDs are out. They're like, nah, the sound of vinyl. And I know that ended up becoming like a hipster cause or whatever. Sure, yeah. But I think I think young hipsters and young people might have a swing back against- You want to see that. I think, I, I feel like- It'd be it, great. I feel like maybe not my kids, but the generation after that, would be like, Grandpa, I can't believe you guys were looking at... The way we looked at drinking and driving and smoking. Yeah. Where you're like, I can't believe you guys were smoking on airplanes and smoking cigarettes, smoking hundreds of cigarettes a day and being told they're, it's okay for you. I can't believe you guys just drove drunk everywhere. Like, now that yeah. we know how dangerous it is, it's like, yeah. I feel like my grandkids are going to be like, Pop Pop, you were on your phone eight hours a day? That's <laughs> yeah. so bad for your yeah. eyes, neck, back, brain. Yeah. And you're like... Oh my god! I feel like that's what we're gonna hear about. <laughs> Fuck! Did you have you done anything to like? Okay, I deleted Facebook just because it was useless. Yeah, but I did every, that. every day I get close to Twitter. Every day I get close to deleting Twitter, but I'm like, I don't know if I can. Twitter and like, Instagram have me fooled into thinking I need them for my career. Okay, R same here. Where but, where I'm pretty sure I need them, and like a couple of things come out of it every once yeah. in a while, where I'm like. Oh, yeah. people are coming to my live show in Chicago because they read about yes. it on my Twitter. When something like that happens, you're yeah. like, okay, I guess it does work. So I need to adapt my relationship with, yeah, well, yeah that's like, the, whoa, yeah. which is that's like, really hard because I'm better impossible. at like putting my phone down for five hours than I am at having it on me and being responsible, you yes. know? Yeah. yeah. So what I do a do. lot of is like just distancing myself from my phone, like literally physically. It's like if I'm sitting down on the couch to watch a movie, I just put my phone somewhere else because I will 
instinctively like in a lull in a movie i'll just like yeah. accidentally reach for my phone and i'm like humiliated that don't have a, it is i don't have this attention span to watch a movie the thing i love doing that is yeah. so passive and chill already maybe you maybe you hit it with humiliating maybe we need to be making each other feel bad my about friend, it uh my buddy ben rogers who's uh, one of the co-hosts of action boys says that uh, the only way we should be the, the the way bullying should make a comeback is is we should bully people for uh, the internet and social media and stuff. We should go get off your phone, you fucking nerd. Yeah, like put your fucking phone away, you nerd. You're outside. Be outside. You know, yeah. like he's like if we he's like we should bring bullying back in that way. <laughs> and I think that might be. I'm behind that. That's <laughs> yeah. definitely beneficial. Uh, but yeah, like I feel like in 20 years, uh, people are going to be going to therapists to learn how to put their phones down. People are going to uh, a best selling. I mean, there's I've already read like three different best selling books that are like yeah. digital minimalism, like how to get your phone out of you know, like all this kind of shit. And it's already happening now where yeah. I'm like, oh, I think this is if I'm having a shit day or something or I'm not present, I'm like, I can trace it back. Yeah, I can trace it back to probably looking at my phone first thing in the morning. I can I can always tell when I'm in like a funk after like four days of like, oh, I looked at my phone first thing in the morning laying in bed and didn't get my day started right upon waking up. Yeah. And then I didn't go to bed right upon getting into bed. I looked at my phone. I'm like, I've said this on the podcast so many times, but it's just in my mind all the time is like, I'm sleeping next to my wife, uh, aka the one, the woman I've dedicated my whatever you want to call yeah. it. And uh, the thing I'm doing right before I go to sleep and right when I wake up is not engaging with her yeah it's looking at my phone yeah and it's like the phone is at what i do first thing in the morning and at the end of the day that just can't be right yeah like if you were doing yeah. oh god if, man. right like when you say it out loud it's so bad if, if you the only horrifying the only thing you should be doing in the morning and at night every day is like brushing your teeth or stretching or something like that <laughs> there's no like like if someone said to you, like, I have a Hershey's kiss when I wake up and a Hershey's kiss right before I go to bed, you would yeah. go, that's disgusting. Yeah, you're a psycho. Yeah, right. Well, you if they said chocolate? If they said anything that wasn't exclusively healthy that they did right before bed and they're like, yeah. oh, I watch an episode of West Wing right when I wake up and an episode of West Wing right before I go to bed, you'd go, that's insane. How yeah. do you not, like, your whole day is built around uh, West, West Wing. Wing. Then. Yeah. And then yeah. you start to realize my whole day is based around, like, what other people are doing on Instagram. Instagram doesn't bother me as much. I do need to get off Twitter because there's more opinions and it's like, that feels like people shouting in my face. If I go on Instagram, I don't know, maybe it's because I don't follow like an insane amount of people. I'm just like, yeah. oh, you guys are living your lives. That's cool. Whatever. I can disconnect from Instagram it. is pretty, pretty passive. Easy. Yeah, but like Twitter is like, God damn it. Everyone has an opinion on everything. And Twitter makes me want to respond and then realize, what am I yeah. doing? And yes. I just like not respond. Should never respond to I'm anything. I'm like weighing in yeah. and I've decided to yeah. just like not dogpile on stuff and anymore. And I've failed that test so many times. But oh, and I like, still do. It. Yeah. I still am pissed that I fucking dropped the ball on that or whatever. Oh, maybe that'll be the next one to go. Um, yeah, I still feel like I've convinced myself that I need Twitter and IG for now, and uh, I'm looking forward to a reason to not need them. Possibly a job. Yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> Although that's the thing, though, you get a fucking job on like a TV show, and they're like, "We need you to up your Instagramming for the, you know, or some <laughs> shit like that." And you're like, "I hate myself." I can deal with Instagram. That, yeah. I, that I can deal with. I don't actually I understand. think Instagram has become, and maybe it's that's what makes it even sadder, is that it, since it's just photos, it's become sort of more popular and easier, and it's yeah. like... Oh, is yeah. It, is it is this <laughs> all you understand? You yeah, yeah, just like yeah. image, image, sure. image. Yeah. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. kind of a weird way to think. It's yeah. like, I don't want to read. 
180 yeah. characters, 280 <laughs> characters. Who has time for that shit? <laughs> um, Danny, thank you so much for coming on, High and Mighty Man. This is a great chat. Thanks we didn't get man. that into food. St- we, I mean, food is it's too well, general. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, we did. I thought we, we did. did. Yeah. We, we did early on. Before I could fucking dig yeah. in for hours. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. Fuck, I'm so jealous you're hanging out with Phil. That's great. Oh yeah, enjoy him. Uh, <laughs> everybody feed Phil. Uh, yeah. Everybody feed Phil. Yeah, uh, that's where I, who I went to Chengdu Taste with. I, that's where the first time I tried San Gabriel Valley. I will say what I love so much about that guy, just, be, just maybe end something on a positive note, is that like watching everyone's reaction to that show up front was like, who, like so many people were assholes and they're like, who cares? You know what I mean? This dummy's just going through and then, and then slowly everyone was like, oh wait, no, it's amazing. No. It's great. Phil's pure. Like this he's is such a lot a great, like me, with yeah. the exception that he is like a multimillionaire x x amount of times over. Because <laughs> and also the creator of Everybody Loves Raven, right? Right, uh, exactly. Which is why. Yeah. But then also you find out low key he's like invested in a bunch of L A restaurants too. Like he's like That's he awesome. cares about the scene that much that he's helping people like launch restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fucking awesome. I love it. I think that, it's and great. Like, that's. That's the perfect example of like a second life in the business where he's like, yeah, I, I managed to fucking strike lightning, yeah. like a strike gold with fucking everybody loves Raymond. And I made a bunch of money and he's like, well, what am I going to do? I make, make another show. I mean, he's like, yeah. I really like food. And then it's just like, yeah. And starting investing in <laughs> restaurants, going, going to restaurants. Um, it's a good litmus test too. It's like, oh, do you hate Phil? You're an asshole. Yeah. Phil Maybe. is like uh, the least <laughs> hateable person. I, I can understand so. if you're like, I don't like watching food shows, but like if you're, yeah. Big Crux is the giant sweetie who makes dad jokes with yeah. the whole time yes. while sh- showing you amazing food. Well, fuck you, pal. <laughs> hey, so check out uh, Somebody Feed Phil. <laughs> Danny has nothing to do with that. Um, anything you want to plug? Was, uh, I guess social media. Yeah, oh, God. Please follow me on Instagram or unfollow me and give me a reason to get rid of it. Uh, websites, palumbros.com. I keep I keep show dates there and, and I try to post stuff I write. And, yeah, I was uh, saying that's where people can catch your articles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Twitter Twitter, Instagram, I'm always posting that stuff. And, and that's uh, all Palumbros, right? That's all Palumbros across the board. Yes. Palumbros. Branding, bro. Branding, bro. Yeah. You got to have it. I'm at Gabrus on all social media. I get it, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else coming up? This episode might not come out for a few weeks, though. Just uh, well, I'm doing an album in Austin May 31st. Oh, hell if yeah. If it comes out before then. If it comes out before then, buy tickets. If this comes out after May 31st, get the album when it drops. Hell yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and I'll... Uh, I'll tweet out uh, your album when it comes out too. Of course, fuck yeah! I I promised you on this episode. It's It's, it's been recorded. Um, All right, shitheads. I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Listen to Action Boys on Patreon. Actionboys.biz. Boys with a Z. Biz also with a Z. Raised by TV on Stitcher Premium. And bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast.